This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on the Sunday morning. It, uh, it's time for weather. How about that? Uh, 61 down on the island in Galveston. Looks like uh, today cloudy this morning with showers during the afternoon. High of 68. North-northeast winds will be 15 to 25 miles per hour. As of right now, there's no virtually no wind, but that rain chance 50%. Uh, tonight, re- Rain with becoming windy overnight. That low is going to be around 62 with north-northeast winds, 20 to 30 miles per hour. That rain chance, 90%. Rainfall around a half inch. Local heavy rain possible tomorrow. Pretty much the same. Windy with rain likely. Northeast winds, 20 to 30. And that rain chance, 90%. And locally heavy heavy rainfall could be possible for tomorrow. So uh, it's kind of looking like a washout tonight and tomorrow that's forecast though that's what they're calling for so far they hadn't been very close on their forecast the last couple of days all right looking at current conditions right now galveston uh channel it looks like it's 60 degrees down there with 70 degree water north northeast winds are seven eagle point it's 60 degrees with 66 degree water north northeast winds at six and at morgan's point it's 60 degrees and winds are like four miles per hour out of the north northeast, so it's uh, not too much wind to contend with so far this morning. But they are calling for it to pick up, so we shall see. So, anyway, let's go over to the Tri-Bay area and check in with the old hammer this morning, Captain Glenn Hammond, see what he's up to. Good morning, Glenn. How are you, bud? Hey, I'm doing just fine, Captain Mickey. Thanks for asking. How's it going over, over there on your end? Oh, it's all good. It's Sunday, man. It's my Friday. Hey, yeah, yeah. You got this. How about you gonna that? try to get out, get out there and uh, wet a line this week? Well, I think tomorrow looks uh, a little iffy, and Tuesday might also. So maybe Wednesday. Wednesday. I don't know. We should. Uh, yeah, that, I'm pushing for Wednesday. A buddy of mine got his boat all rigged out. Well, it's a it's an old shallow sport, little short one. Anyway, he wants to. Mm-hmm. He wanted to go running, and I started looking at the calendar, and I guess Wednesday would be about the, I mean, of the week anyway. So, I don't know. Yeah, We've the forecast, uh, you know, is is true to form. It just, you know, that's it. You got to just look at it and go. 
it's cha- it changes daily. It surely does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hourly. Well, let's see. <laughs> yesterday, yesterday, or in the Royal Friday, when that thing, or Thursday night, that thing blew through, whatever it was. But I think most of the day Friday it was 20, 25 miles an hour. Uh, oh. Yesterday, kind of calmed down a little bit, but it was still blowing. It was probably blowing 14 to 17 easily all day long. So, and that was that was steadily northeast, but um, kept our tides right around normal. You know what I mean? You, normally, this time of winter, with a couple of good stiff fronts, it'll blow that water out of here, and our tides will be super low. But that hadn't been the case. You know, we got spoilt here a couple of weeks ago we got that light southeast wind blowing on the coast and uh, you know for to be this time of year we just got kind of cozy with it and uh it just didn't last too long it did it shows you how fast the weather can change along the coast because here we are i looked at that well we spent some time on the beach yesterday afternoon uh celebrating a celebration of life for a friend of mine that had passed and recently and uh he was an old fisherman buddy of mine and we had a few people show up and and just just say a little bit about him and uh, and put some ashes in the ocean and that kind of stuff yesterday. But while we were there, the tides were tides were up pretty good in the afternoon, and there's not much beach left mm-hmm. to drive on. Uh, our beach down here just very thin, little bit of little bit of beach. We went oh right between Surfside and the county uh, county line outside of Surfside Beach towards San Luis Pass. And uh, that's where they had a house rented. But anyway, the beach looked pretty good. Uh, it was kind of roughed up, you know, that north wind, northeast wind blowing sideways along the coast. Never does, uh, never dar- does our area any good. But uh, it sandied it up. What had been beautiful the last couple weeks um, just turned sandy on the coast, you know, just uh, tides yeah. pulled out low with that north wind and. But, uh, no, uh, just been kind of slow for me. Uh, things should pick up here pretty soon. Maybe this week I'll hear something about the boat. Um, I was going to say, uh, I do have some open dates out there. If anybody's listening and you want me to go on your boat, and if you want to, if you've ever been wanting to learn this area, Bastrop Bay, Christmas Bay, Chocolate, San Luis Pass area, uh, I'll even throw in Drum Bay. Uh, if you ever had any, any, uh, ambition for learning those bays um i'd be more than glad to hop on your boat and spend a few hours with you you know just uh i don't care if we take rod and reels or not and when when i do things like that i like to kind of just keep the rod and reels put back and and just uh try to get their undivided attention uh because there's so much to learn this area is so chopped up with uh reefs and ditches and you know what i mean humps and sandbars cuts and guts and <laughs> i could go on and on and on it's um, <laughs> intricate big word entry it's uh it's just a different area you know what i'm saying every we've all got our own bodies of water matagorda uh port isabel you know what i mean over there in east galveston bay and y'all got your little click and and this port this little area right here is uh well, it doesn't have too many professional guides. <laughs> there, there's a few. Most of them are offshore. There are some inshore guides, and uh, they work hard, man. You got to work hard in this area if you're going to be a guide in this area. You're going to work your butt off, man, trying to find fish. But uh, it's done me pretty good through the years, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a thing. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't move. You know, I know there's bigger fish and more fish, but I think we got a, we got a pretty good little supply of a little bit of everything right here, man. You you may not get limits and limits, but we have a lot of fun and and uh and uh, lots to learn. Like I said, if you want to learn this area, it's uh it's kinda chopped up and it might take a couple of trips. But uh it'll sure be worth it as far as keeping that propeller on your boat and and uh, keeping all your equipment in good shape, man. And that's that's speaking of the boat, that's gonna get you out there. Uh, take care of that boat and it'll take care of you. I know one thing. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to taking care of a boat as soon as I get it back. <laughs> it's, I'm uh, laughing. I'm, it, you know, I can't do nothing. Have, but he didn't have a 150 in stock. He had to order you one. No. Yeah. No. Well, they had it, but it had to ship in. They had it up. I think it was. Well, like yeah. I mean, he didn't have it in stock himself. No. Man. 
Yeah, that's, what that's I right. Not 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 at the store. It had to be shipped in. Yeah, oh, they throw no, that no, out and get it rigged out in a heartbeat. That's no problem. Oh, that's what he said. And I I ain't bothering them. I'm not going to call them. They know. I know they know what they're doing, and uh, it's in good hands. Uh, it's in very good hands over there. So uh, when it when it happens, it happens. But until it does, uh, I'm willing to go in your boat if you want to. You know, pull her on down to Surfside Beach. And, Come, come get on. it, man. Oh, yeah. Y'all, y'all have fun running chocolate and bass that, that boat. <laughs> at least you know where I you're going. You can run all over with my boat say, if you know where you're going. That's exactly right, Captain Mickey. It's not the it's a draft of the boat. It's a knowledge of the area more than anything. And it's a draft of the boat, man. You can't you can't come down here with a deep B with a long shaft motor. And think you're going to run across these skinny bays and not clip something sooner or later. That's what I've got. (laughs) They told me that in Rockport. I showed up down there with a 25 Hydra Sport one time with twin engines. (laughs) Never ran aground, never hit a thing. Isn't that nice? There you go. That's it. And Lowell Uh, Odom was laughing at me, going, Man, are you crazy? I said, Hey, I'll figure it out. I can see. Water's clean. Yeah. I, I wear pol- polarized glasses. I can see the guts. That's right. That's right. If you just look, you're a good pair of eyeballs to keep you out of trouble, bud. But, I don't um, know how people operate fishing without good lenses. I don't either. I have I have some. I have a big old uh, pair of fitovers that go over. My, I, wear, I wear glasses anyway. So uh, and they're not they're not sunscreen glasses. These are just regular eyeglasses. So I get quite a bit of glare on them. I got a pair of fitovers, uh, polarized that I'll I'll put on. You know what I mean when I'm screaming yeah. across the bay, or when that sun gets too bright. Because man, it's no good for your eyeballs. We took years and years of that looking into the sun, looking all that reflection all the time coming off that water. It just uh, yes, you need to protect those eyeballs out there. Yeah, you do. Uh, it, uh, I was blessed with good eyes, and uh, fortunately. I haven't had any trouble, knock on wood, because I always Take wore good polarization all the years I fished. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, this time of year, with uh, Lee Lee's and Corky's doing uh, doing the thing. Hey, man, uh, it's time for all that. Lee Lee's, Corky's. Uh, mm-hmm. Good time of year, boys. Miradines. This is a... Little Johns. This is I mean, all the above. Just... Uh, Get out of the, you know, get out of the boat wading or having plenty of money leaning post. Try them all. They yeah, all yeah. work. And the fish are snapping. Everything works. Oh, I'm looking forward to it, buddy. I can't wait, man. I've got a brand new little rod and reel, a, a, a little six foot six rod with a little uh, nice brand new reel on it. And I haven't even, even got braid on it, Captain Mickey. You'd be proud of me. That's a big I'm stick to... for me. Six, six and six, nine. That's uh. <laughs> About big that's, enough, ain't it? That's <laughs> I like, all I fish I like with. The, I love the shorter ones, man. I like bear hunting with seven. switch. I really do. <laughs> bear. If I can just find that's some bear. bears. <laughs> Plenty well, of cubs we'll, uh, just hadn't found any bears. Yeah. Uh, on our bait camps down here, uh, plenty of flags were flying yesterday. There is live bait, live live shrimp. Anyway, I'm not going to nothing about the croakers. I haven't seen no yellow flags, but anyway, you're going to pay uh, if you use a credit card for shrimp, you're going to pay twenty four dollars a quart, and if you pay cash, you'll get twenty two dollars on the on the quart. And then your mud minnows and finger mullet are going to be five dollars a dozen. And then you're going to pay five dollars a pound for your dead bait, but uh, it looks like uh, dead bait, are five bucks a here. pound. My goodness! Yeah, go out and get you some. Man, they I sell. Can, I can go to Boyd's and buy eating shrimp tails for six fifty a pound. <laughs> well, down here <laughs> you're going to pay five dollars a pound for bait shrimp, man. Unbelievable. I mean, well, it's just like shoot, man. They can't. I, I go in those bait camps and they have five ice chests full of dead shrimp. Full of them, uh, uh, and, and two hours later, it's gone. They sell that much crazy. dead shrimp. People just soak them on the bottom. You know what I mean? It'll catch you yeah. a little bit of everything. I've uh, seen some giant anyway, trout caught on dead bait on the bottom. Really have. You never, you never know. You don't know what you're going to get. No. Just, just get out there and ha- have a minute. Get lucky. Uh, uh, spend Can't time catch with them the unless kid. you got a line in the water, man. That's it. And hopefully, pretty soon, we'll do that. 
and we'll have some reports for you, Captain Minky. Well, I hope you get your boat back, Hammer. Man, it's, oh, we'll it's, get her. We get it her. bites being boatless. Yeah, but you know what? I'm so excited about getting getting a, it's like a new a kid in a toy store, getting yep. me a brand spanking new motor on there, son. I'll be riding in high cotton. You won't believe I'm how just, sweet it I'm is. Tickled. Oh, I know it. I, I'm gonna come over and pick you up and take you for a ride. <laughs> All right, buddy. Take care, well, hey, All right, give boss. everybody a number if they want to ride. Give them a number. Sure. Yes, sir. 713-208-0683. Happy Fun Sunday, everybody. Y'all have All a right, great All right, Glenn. One. See you, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Later. All right, that's the Hammer over in the Tri-Bay area. And the Belleville Meat Market this week, they're double-featuring jalapeno pecan smoked sausage and three cheeses pecan smoked sausage. You can always try it before you buy it. Free samples are always available there at the Meat Market. And a full menu of pecan smoked barbecue and they serve that Monday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. with pulled pork, homemade hot dogs, and they're now taking orders for their country smoked turkeys. You need to try these out. They're really good. That's, you know, for the holidays coming up, and they're always custom processing pigs and calves. You can order a half calf or a hind quarter. You can have it processed any way you like, and they're wild game processing. Try out their Vinny dogs and hog dogs. That's homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pigs. You can bring something home from your hunt. The entire family can enjoy all year long. The Belleville celebrating over 42 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. My Maria. Don't you know? Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Sunday morning. All right. It is 419 here in the Bayou City. So let's see here. I forgot to do tides in that first hour. At, uh, we're on four of them still. We have a high. At, uh, it occurred at 138 a.m. It was a 1.4. And then we have a low coming up at 901 a.m. It's an 0.1. And then a high at 4.58 p.m., it's a 1.7. Then we have a low at 10 p.m., a 1.4. So we're on a four-tide schedule. Sunrise this morning, 6.41 a.m. Sunset, 5.26 p.m. Our moon phase is 2%, pretty much on a new moon. Total darkness. How about that? And uh, looking at uh, wind, everything is uh, still down. It's... uh. Uh, it came up a little bit on the Galveston Channel. It's 8 to 10. Eagle Point is still 6 to 9. Morgan's Point, it's about 4 to 6. All of it has north in it with a little east, kind of north-northeast. So that's doable. Yesterday turned out uh, better than most thought. That weather was, uh, boy, it was uh, fishy and ducky yesterday. A lot of uh, a lot of good straps of birds killed yesterday. You know, in the uh, north zone open, too, saw some good birds. You know, beautiful straps of all kinds of different big ducks on them with teal, sprinkling of teal in them. Pretty, uh, pretty nice-looking straps. So that's kind of where we're at here. We, uh, I, had a, uh, I was going to add a new addition to the show this morning, but we're not able to get a hold of him. Joey Farah down in Corpus Christi. Thought I had it all lined out, but uh, I don't know what's up with that. But while we got some time here, <laughs> we got plenty of it. We got open lines. If you want to call in, give us a call. We'll be glad to take your call in this first hour. Seven one three five seven two four six ten. That's seven one three five seven two four six one zero. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you for right now, and. Uh, just got a text from someone asking me this time of year when I wade fish, when I get out of the boat, what am I, what am I, what are my selection of lures? Basically, I just kind of arm myself. I carry a couple of small boxes. I'll have a, um, I'll have a, you know, a small plastic box with my top waters. I mean, my uh, soft plastics in it. You know, I'll have a few of it few of my favorite color little johns then i'll have some paddle tails a couple of favorite colors of those you know like a slamming chicken and maybe a 
pearl chartreuse tail or something like that. Depends on the depends on the light and conditions or what I'm really going to throw. And I have some extra jig heads in there. Mostly, you know, if I'm waiting, it's kind of a. Uh, I'll have mostly eighth ounce, maybe a sixteenth ounce in there. You know, I like using pro elite heads, and uh, sometimes a quarter ounce. We get out a little bit deep, and I'm throwing off a ledge. I want to get that bait down real quick. I'll use something like that, and uh, then I'll have my other box with uh, a few top waters in it, uh, maybe like a big super spook, and then uh, some top dog juniors, and then some uh, baby spooks. You know, that spook junior, and uh, then I'll have a couple of hot rods, a couple of Lee Lees, uh, definitely a fat boy or two on the corky end of it, or a corky, and uh, maybe a few soft deans, or miradines, or dine, however you want to pronounce it, miradine, miradine. But I think anybody that fishes pretty much knows <laughs> what I'm talking about. But, uh, and, you know, it just depends on, you know, what you're looking at, you know, if you got a lot of bait activity and fish are up real good, then put it, you know, start out with the top water and cover a lot of water, fanning your cast, looking for blow-ups, you know, just trying to get bites and uh, kind of locate the fish with it if they're not real responsive to it, but you know they're there because they're they're jumping all over your bait but won't stick, then you can uh, go to a uh, Kind of a subsurface bait, a suspending bait like a corky, or even jig a lily down and stop it and let it just kind of crawl real slow back to the top. I promise you, if they're in there and they're in any kind of mood at all, they're going to jump on something like that. They always do. And uh, it's, uh, I don't know, it's, it's just trial and error fishing is basically all it is. It's not rocket science, especially in November and December this time of year. These fish are... They're on a mission. They're foraging, getting ready for the winter. And uh, it's just kind of like, you know, up in Alaska or Canada, you know, all the bears, they're going to eat and binge, moose, all of it, before the hard, cold winter sets in, get that fat on them, or they can handle anything just in case the weather's pretty extreme. So that's uh, it's real easy. And basically, you know, you can you can get out of the boat, with top waters, I love braided line. I use a lot of, you know, if I'm throwing a lot of top waters, I'll I'll have braided line on, no stretch. You know, you don't have to put a real hard hook set on. A lot of times, those fish will hook themselves when they hit it going the other way or whatever. Especially if you got all the slack out of your line, that's the most important thing. Is keep the slack out, stay in contact with your lure, and you'll. A lot of times I won't even watch my top water. I'll be looking around, looking for slicks popping or bait working or whatever, just to locate, you know, a, a good wide variety of fish, a bunch of them schooled up or whatever. And if I'm looking at my top water, I miss all that. You'll feel the bite, and that's it's probably the best way to, you know, to really catch them <laughs> is don't look at your bait. When I'm trying to teach somebody how to, a lot of times they'll they'll take the They'll take it away from them. All right, well, let's uh, let's go to Bink Grimes. He's on the way to the blind. Let's see what's up with him. Bink, good morning. How are you, buddy? Good morning. Good morning. How's things going with y'all? Oh, man, just jumping through hoops this morning. Thought Joey was, you know, I, I talked to him, and he's, I wanted to add him to the show, and he was more than cooperative, but I guess uh, I don't know what happened this morning. I know I got the right yeah. number. Yeah, that'd be a nice, nice conversation down there in that that Laguna. That Laguna yeah, area, buddy. Area. Seems like every time I fish down there, I see him at the dock. He's he's out every about. I've every never day. been to Marker Thirty Seven. Hadn't run into <laughs> hadn't him. him. Yep. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah, we we sitting on that gray liner. Uh, <laughs> our, our ducks, you know it. it it, it it was kind of a weird day yesterday. You thought it was going to be a, just a smash, and it and it it wasn't. It was, they kind of just acted really really funny for me yesterday. I know a I know a lot of the high ground guys uh, north of us and uh, up on the prairie. You know, did really really well. But man, uh, 
down here in the marsh, it, it man, they just it's just one of those days you just see them and you see how they're they're flying early that morning and what altitude they're at and you go, man, where in the world did y'all come from? There, you're already high, 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 you know, and then didn't didn't want to play a whole lot and even the teal were just uh, I don't know, just I mean, we shot some birds, but man, it wasn't it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Sure was, well, but. It, but uh, our liner was lower over this way yesterday. You know, was it was that kind of low cloud cover, misty, you know, just uh, with yeah. light north wind. And uh, and it make, that makes a difference. You know, that high gray liner, man, that's, that's, that's tough for fishing, too, a lot of times. So. Did I lose you? I think I lost Mink. He gone. <laughs> it's one of those mornings. <laughs> Here we go. It well, is definitely one of those a, mornings. We got another caller on hanging on. We'll go to him, see if we can get Bink back. Let's go to Captain Mike Williams, see what he's up to. Mike, good morning. What's going on? Maybe I'm lost. I don't know what happened. Man, this isn't starting out too good. We got him on. I'm Unless it's on not iron. sure whether I'm on air or not now. You're on. I can hear you. Are we all on the air? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. There we go. We're back now. I don't know what happened. I timed out on my machine here, Jake, if you know what I'm talking about. Who have I got? Yeah. Bink still? Huh? It is definitely not technical morning, huh? Something's. We got Hello? gremlins going somewhere. Now who do we have? Mike Williams? Hello? Hello? Hello, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, good. What I wanted to talk about was, uh, hell, now I forgot what I was talking about. I was going to ask you, uh, and I, I can ask this question to too many people, but it's a fair question. You being the person you are, and uh, we were sitting in a coffee shop, and we were talking about catching big trout, and I asked you this question. I said, uh, if... Out of all the places you fished in the Galveston Bay complex, if you could, and don't name the place, okay? I'm not sure. Don't name it. But it is a fair question. If if somebody asked you, what is the very best place that you ever fished in the Galveston Bay complex, and does such a location exist, would you have an answer? Well, it's got to exist if I say it it, it, it. it was. I mean, I don't know whether it exists anymore, but which I would say it probably doesn't. But yeah, well, then, uh, I mean, there. Did it? I mean, so like, you actually want me to tell you that I that I have a place like I had a place no, like that. No, that wasn't the question. Well, well it's very confusing. You don't want me to name the place, but you want to know if there is such a place, right? Is that what it is? Well, I know there is such a place, but I just want to think you agree with it. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I'd be a fool not to. Right. One place. But I can't name it. Well, if you well want to, I, you can, can. I can name it. I don't know if everybody knows. <laughs> fairy tale Flats. <laughs> Would you, you think fairy tale is the best place you ever fished? Well, it's... El Dorado, whatever you know, whatever we call that place, the hole, that was uh, at certain times of year. Yeah, that was probably the best place I ever fished. That that means a lot. That yeah, it means does. a lot. I mean, it. Well, there was only you know, one other guy I ever saw there, and that was you back in the day before people found out about it. Right. Said, so "Who's I that tall drink of water down there throwing a mirror lure with his hat on backwards?" 
Me and James at last said, that's Mike Wiggins. <laughs> Jerry Allred. Well, I just wanted to. Cause I, I, I mean, I fished all over. I fished the jetties. I fished everywhere else in this past. And, but to date, or back when I go back and look at back in time, it, oh, yeah. There's no other place. There's no other place that even come close. I know that. I mean, we had a lot of good picture. spots in this bay, but that one there, I mean, it just something magical about it, buddy. Yeah, just... I tell people about a place it called. I named it El Dorado. That it had fairy tale flats. It had a bunch of different names. Yeah, picnic pass. <laughs> but you know, it, and it's like I said, there's not too many people you could talk to about that. That. That even with they, especially in today's generation gap, they would never understand exactly what it was, when it was, blah 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 blah. But anything, I want to change gears here for for just a second and talk about people. And I've talked to you about this before. You take John Smith out today that lives in Abilene, Texas, okay, and you take him to. To fairy tale flats, and he catches. He ain't going to, but he could a state record trout. Okay, right. And you go back, and twenty years later, you look in the record books and state record trout John Smith, and Mickey Eastman gets no credit at all because he fished. He fished our lifetime, but in the record books, he gets no credit. And that's just the way it is because that's right. the way it is. Yep. And this was the main reason I called. Tomorrow is November the 13th, okay? 50 years ago to the day, there was a guide to Tom Gibson to the end of the South Pottery Island jetties, and he called mm-hmm. the state record tarpon, which was 210 pounds. And I remember when all that happened, and it seemed like to me that Tom Gibson also claimed that fish for IGFA world record on 130 pound class line, which I never understood. I kind of read about it. it had something to do with the leader he was using, blah, 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 but it went in that class, but it did it did hold up. The record did hold up for, for a while. But yeah. anyway, the guy's name was Junior Wells, okay? And I was real lucky. I run into that guy one day in a coffee shop, and I got to talk to him about an hour, and he this guy looked like somebody who just stepped out of an Ernest Hemingway book. I mean, he was he was a crusty old man, but he knew a lot about tarpon fishing. And I never did fish with a man, but I did get to talk to him. And, uh, you know, as we go through time, people always said my mentor in life was a guy named Tenzing Norgay. And nobody nobody knows who Tenzing... Do you know who Tenzing Norgay was? No. No. You never read about the man in school? No. Yeah. See, nobody knows who he is. Okay. And let me tell you, this is an interesting story, and then I'll get out of your hair. Uh, I think it was in 1953, these two d- dudes decided, this guy calls this guy, and he, he tells this guy he wants to go climb Mount Everest. So the guy goes over where the guide is, and the guy's, takes him to the top of Mount Everest, climbs the first two men to ever go to the top of Mount Everest. And they get to the very top of the mountain, the very top of the mountain. And the guide stops when he's about 10 feet from the from the summit, and he tells the, the man behind him, which was Sir Edmund Hillary, he says, go ahead, sir. And he lets the man, his guide, his guide party, right. go around him so he... So in the record books, if you look, who was the first man to ever climb Mount Everest? It's Sir Edmund Hillary. Right. But the guy's name that nobody knows was Tenzing Norgay, which I think, you know, yep. and, and it goes back to that guy that, uh, you know, never nobody ever heard of Junior Wells. But he, if he, you can't do any research on him by, back in the 50 years ago, you could do some research on him. And at one time... In Texas, I, I know they have another deal now that called uh, Texas Hall of Fame Legendary Guides or something like that. He was actually in one of those uh, as one of mm-hmm. the best guides from that era. But you can't cool. get any of that to come up now. It's kind of all lost in uh, Lost but in not history. forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of the times we live in.
All right, Mike, I got to run. I'm on a break, buddy. Okay. Yeah, we were. We were very fortunate, Mike. We really were, buddy. Okay, I'll see. I'm glad you agreed with me on that location. Oh, yes, sir. (laughs) How could I not? (laughs) Okay, I'll see you. All right, buddy. Later. All right, let's go ahead and take a break. We'll come back. we got Ray and Highlands for a change. Get to talk to him. It's been a while. You're listening to The Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. 440 here in the Bayou City on this Sunday morning. All right, let's go to Ray in Highland and see what's up with him this morning. Good morning, Ray. Well, I am officially back amongst the living again. Back amongst the living? <laughs> yeah. Well, I know you've been keeping up with me, and I've been forever thankful for all the, I guess I call them the Race Boat Ray fan club that are our listeners that have kept up with me for the last three years. But, And I know you know the story, but about three yes. and a half on four years ago, my life made a pretty dramatic change. And, um, I gave that situation 110% of my, my energy for four years, almost, yeah, almost, almost four years. So there wasn't any reason for me to have my Triton and it went away and I sold my coach and my Jeep and all my other toys because I wanted to be able to give my total attention to that situation. And, um, I, and I, of course, I know, you know, already know all about that. I've texted you and you've texted me, blah, blah, blah. But you know, the Tony, Tony, uh, Gonzalez's of the world and the Glens in Ohio and, and a bunch of others that I can't even think of right now have been keeping up with me. And I really, really, really appreciate that. But August the 13th, Carolyn passed away and now I'm, Hustling around, trying to get back in the groove again. So, yeah, quite, quite a change. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Anybody that's had a relative or a friend pass away that you are the executor of their estate, I know that you understand what I mean. I am absolutely astounded at all the stuff you got to go through with the social security and Texas teacher retirement. And it just goes on and on and on. When they told me I'd need, was going to need 10 death certificates. I said, you're crazy. What what am I going to do? Shoot. They're nearly all gone now because everybody's got to have one. I went through the same and, thing with my dad, same thing. Cause I was executor and it was, it, what a nightmare. I know what you're going through. It's terrible. I, I waited an hour and 15 minutes on, on social security on hold. And then when the nice little lady came up there and I did all that end of death claim thing. And she said, I said, by the way, how much is this? She said $255. I said, hell, you gotta be kidding. I could have made more than $255 while I was on hold for this. Well, I know. Isn't that pitiful? That, uh, I, I, I don't even think I got that much for my dad, you know, <laughs> when he is, but i tell you what, as soon as, uh, that funeral home, uh, Takes him in. Everybody in the world knows about it. His banks, Social Security, all of it. And uh, his uh, he died, I think, like two days before his social last Social Security check would have been sent. And they didn't they didn't prorate it or anything, buddy. They give you that two hundred and fifty dollar death bonus or whatever they call it. And it was just, yeah, you know. Oh boy! Well, you know, don't you love the, the thing, government? <laughs> well, the thing, the things that are out there that just absolutely floor you. I, of course, I, I immediately filed uh, uh, for probate because if you don't do that right away and you try, decide to sell your house or anything else while your wife is still on on your will or on your mortgage or anything, you can't do anything. So I got that jumped on that right away. And of course I know they've already got it on the docket. And the reason why I know that is every other call I get is somebody wanting to buy my house and flip it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and what happens is, and my, my good friend, Kenny Rogers, not the singer, but the, the ex DA guy said, well, and he's in this business. They sit, they hire people to sit down there and watch the public records. And every time anything like that's filed, they start banging on the executor, right? And uh, and he's got people that watch that, and he makes a pamphlet that he <laughs> sells to tell, sells to the flippers. 
So that's how that deal gets going. Like but anyway, vultures. Enough. Like vultures, <laughs> yeah. man. Anyway, I'm getting settled back in, and your phone's got to ring up. Now that I don't have a boat, I, I can go the inexpensive way and hire a guide. <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, you know it, what uh, that's like. I know. Hey, if it flies or floats, rent it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's right. Exactly. I got a bunch of customers. They say that's their motto. If it flies or floats, we're going to rent it. Well, you know, that's that's like my my lipstick and fiberglass comment. Right. But, <laughs> but anyway. Well, a word from the wise, Ray Stanley, hey, don't die. You can't afford it. <laughs> well, yeah, isn't that the truth? Man. Well, anyway, I'm back in the groove, and, and slowly but sure, I'm getting everything back going. So um, I'll, I'll, I'll rear, rear my head every now and then, and we can talk about something. Um well, I got, got I'm down death for the first time and I don't know how long in my life, maybe my entire adult life, I'm back down to one boat boat, my uh mastercraft, my ski boat. So and you don't have uh you don't have your triton anymore? No, that's what I said. I sold my triton and um of course it was a two thousand, it was getting some age on it, but it, it needed to go away. There wasn't any way I was gonna be able to use it. They were just sitting around so I turned it in a little cash, you know, for three years. Uh, um, well, you know what that that deal's like. Yeah, um, I know, man. That was that six thousand dollars a month was a pretty good hit. And boy, I tell and you, that, and the, man, my dad when he died at you know in the nursing home he was in, uh, you know, he had his burial policy and all that already. You know, he had already paid for all that, and all I had to do was call the funeral home in in Livingston and. Buddy, they came and scarfed him up, and they had, I mean, they took care of everything perfectly, but they immediately notified, I don't know how everybody found out. So I went to pay the nursing home off with his uh, checking account, which I was a, a signer on. It was a joint account of me and him. Well, the check bounced. I'm going, no, there's no way. There's 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 money in there, and they go, well, it bounced. I'm going, so I called the bank and they said, Oh yeah, you got to come in here and close his safety deposit box first and empty it out before we can, uh, allow you to write on this account. Can you yeah, believe that? I, yeah. <clears throat> so I had to drive all the way to Livingston. And when I get there, I took the wrong key. I took the one to my safety deposit box and not his. And, uh, so I had to pay a locksmith 75 bucks so they could open it. And I told the lady, I said, there's nothing in there. We cleaned that out two years ago. There's nothing in that box. Well, I had to you, you, prove it to them. You oh, remember God. when, I, whether, you know, I still call it Citizens Bank because it's had 10 names since then. Right. But, uh, you know, back when we were in high school, and for me that was 1957, um, Citizens Bank would come around and open up open a uh, bank account for all the seniors, which was a hell right. of a market deal. Anyway, I'll go over there to uh, to to take Carolyn's name off of that account that she's had since 1956, and they wouldn't do it until I got the will probated. And I said, uh, "Are you kidding? Yeah, I, I've lived in this town my whole life. Know know everybody that even started this bank, and you're treating me like you've never seen me before. But that's just that's just the way the world is these days." You're just a number, buddy. <laughs> That's right. Well, all right. Well, it's good to talk to you again. Of course, you and I text all the time about one thing or the other, and I know you know my story, but I just wanted to thank everybody. Well, for- I know what you went through, man. That's a tough road to hoe right there. It, uh, it, I didn't have to go through it near as long as you did, but uh, I know the drill, and it's it's not pretty. It's not fun. and it's, it's- Well, it really isn't, but, you know, you got to – you know me, I'm going to try to find something something good about every day, and that's the way I yes. treated that whole three years. It was tough, and it was lots, hardly anything good, but every, every morning well, when I woke I, up, I made it, I used made to pray it my for mission. you, man. Yeah, <laughs> I, I made it my mission. Yeah, you did. You, uh, you went above and beyond the call of duty on that deal, and plus during the COVID thing, that was so pitiful. You couldn't even go in there and sit with your wife. That's just... I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get to put my arms around her for a year and 
two weeks because that tore of that. my guts All, out. Everything, everything that we did was through the window. And thanks to our great elder attorney, Pai Mayo, he was at least able to get the will done through the window and all that stuff. I, anyway, I'm tired of talking about it. It's another day, <laughs> and here we go. <laughs> there you go. Well, you sound and good anyway, all- man. You got you still have your sanity, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, I got my sanity, and I've got this gorgeous home place that I live on, and I've I'm going to keep my Mastercraft forever because it's going to be part of my Viking funeral. And um, if now, I that would ready, be cool. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll just uh, put it on 180, kick it in gear, and head it and throw a match in it, and it's done. <laughs> well, I've heard of worse. I remember my after my grandfather died, we were all up at my grandma's in Grosbeck, and we buried old Charlie and went through all the services and everything. We got back to her house, and she had to cook this big, you know, lunch for all of her grandkids and children and everything. And while we're all sitting there eating, she's walking around the table making sure everybody's got what they need. And she wiped her hands on her apron, and she said, I just wanted to let you all know that uh, – when I pass away, said, I don't want y'all to waste all this time and effort and all this money on a big fancy f- funeral for me. Just lay me out in the hot sun and let the crows pick me. I'll never forget that as long as I live. <laughs> I was probably you know, 12 years old, and I still remember it like it was yesterday. You know, she it's funny to like that, things like that that you remember. I remember years ago over her dad tell mother said, you know, one of the bad things about getting old is all we do is go to our friends' funerals. And I thought that was the funniest thing that I'd ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ask well, me about it. It might, this year I'll be 85. And see, I mean, hardly a week goes by that I, that, uh, that I'm not going to somebody's funeral. I bet. And, what's your class reunion? What's the size of your class now? <laughs> Well, you know, of course, that was a big graduating class because we were still in the in the era when there was only one school here in Baytown, mm-hmm. and they didn't want to build. They fought and fought and fought not to build another high school because they didn't want to divide up the football talent. So, <laughs> so anyway, um, it it's still pretty large. I think the last thing we had was at the Monument Inn. And I think there was 40. Of course, that includes some spouses. But there's there's still a fair amount of us that are still pretty active in that deal. As a matter of fact, we're going to have our 85th birthday party at the Monument Inn May 24. So anyway, there's a bunch of us still around. A bunch of people you know, as a matter of fact. So, yeah, that's, so anyway. that's good to hear. Well, all right, my man. Some, maybe somebody else has come. But I just wanted to make sure that I think my if you could call it the race boat ray fan club which are your listeners that have that hey, we've got a time. good we got a good family of listeners don't we good people it, it's absolutely unbelievable i mean i could go on i just took the top three that i could think of um but shoot the, the list is endless and uh, yeah. i appreciate every one of them because like i said it was not only did I take a six thousand dollar a month cut and pay, it was it was tough and it was good to get the resort, uh, good get the support. Well, you got you a good rich neighbor over there. He'll take care of you, <laughs> Jack. Well, he, he he's got it. I tell you what. Now you know when you've got a business where you've got money coming in and money going out with the same product, uh, that's just like having a money tree. That's kind of like. Uh, uh, Selling millions of corkies out of your garage, isn't it? <laughs> Whatever the heck it is, it, it, it's that for sure. But I tell you what, that guy and his great wife have made great, great neighbors, and I wasn't wasn't too sure about that, but I'm darn sure sure about it. No, now. he's he's something else, man. And Irene's the sweetest lady you'll ever know. She is something else. Well, she'd better be have him around i'll well, tell she, you she's a saint i can tell you that put up with jack i mean hey <laughs> jack uh, jack has made a jack has made a wonderful neighbor he's a wonderful person but anybody knows that knows him he's a load he is <laughs> but uh he takes care of things you know he's 
he's fit in well here on the Grace Lane crowd, and uh, and I'm glad I'm glad we got him. Real yeah. glad we got him. He's still got he's still got his old Triton, by the way. I know he does. He uh, he texted me not too long ago. He said, "Man, I need to hook up with you and and go fishing, and learn learn Trinity Bay again." I said, "Well, how could you ever forget all the trips we made?" But he wants to. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. Well, he still got it. Uh, if that uh, that old is that a that's a two hundred Merc on that thing. I bet it hadn't been started in fifteen years. Probably hadn't. I I thought he was going to buy a new motor from uh, Fernando, but. Well, I, I heard that talk too, but I hadn't seen it happen yet. So, anyway, well, I guess I've just about consumed the time. You got top of the hour coming up. See, That's I it, man. I got to finally talked to Jake for the first time because, heck, you know, I left out in the Johnny B era. Yeah, you did. I hadn't talked to you since Johnny B was here. It's been a while, man. All anyway. Right, well, have a good Sunday, buddy. Good talking to you. Good to hear your voice. See you later, brother. See you, man. Later. All right, that's Ray in Highlands. And uh, it's time for our top of the hour break. You're listening to The Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.